I mean, everything's better with big rigs. <laughs> That's not something I would have said in the past, but I think now we have established that it is. Would you rather have a Tesla Semi or a Tesla Cybertruck? Oh, hmm. Well, I mean, okay, so you can express some cons. I would say the Tesla Semi probably gets the edge in terms of, you know, the badassness of over-the-road racing. For sure. With it, yeah. yeah. But I would say maybe the Cybertruck gets the edge in terms of the ability to park it, you know. Well, don't don't fail to consider the fact that, that much like other big rigs, you know, the Tesla Semi... Velocity is only capped going in one direction. So right. uh, yes, right. The Tesla, the Tesla semi can go thousands of kilometers an hour backwards. I think. I mean, Elon Musk yes. claimed yes. that it will be able to, and they tried to do a demo on stage, which didn't work out. But it's, it's, I think. Well, it's, it's coming in a software update by yeah. the end of twenty twenty. So yeah, exactly. Don't don't worry. Just gotta wait for nine point oh. Yeah. Well, we're already at nine point oh. So yeah. oh, two at fourteen point oh. Ten point oh. I yeah, think it's the next one. But we'll yeah, 14, probably 14. Listen, it'll come right after they give me <laughs> position in a track on Bluetooth audio. Well, I mean, it's really just about they got to do like that really difficult stuff, like the Bluetooth audio working properly yeah. or CarPlay. That's like the really long term stuff. But then first they're going right. to do the like infinite driving speed backwards. And full self driving. And full self driving. And then once they've yeah. done that, then they're like, okay, we may be powerful enough and knock out these easy ones we've like leveled up from our yeah. experiences building these <laughs> these little easier features and then yeah. you'll get you know the ability to resume a podcast when you're playing your yeah. fun fact killer whales or as we call them orca whales mm, are less dangerous sounding a kind of dolphin really yeah they have teeth. I did not know that. Oh, is that what separates dolphins from whales having teeth? Well, it's funny that you ask. Not exactly. Um, it's the it's like a but it is a if you think of a big like a giant like I think of a blue whale or I'm picturing a blue a humpback whale, whale and it, and classic it opens its mouth and it's got this big like baleen these huge this basically giant comb in its mouth that it like scoops stuff out of the ocean. So are those not teeth? No, they're like bony. They're kind of big bone, giant, like many, 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 many bony slats that can like filter shrimp and things like that. Um, And they just like open their mouth like, and then eat like literally millions of things. Um, And that's very different to what a dolphin or an orca, which is a kind of dolphin, um, would do, which is like chase down and eat a particular animal. Like they'll eat fish or seals and things like that. And that's chomp on them. so a big, so a traditional whale, we'll call it, you know, classic whale. Yeah, whale 1.0. Just like, yeah, swallows the sea and then just digests whatever comes through the system. Comes through the system. Whereas mm-hmm. a orca, I think killer whale seems sort of derogatory in some fashion. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I think that's why we've, I don't know if it's like a everywhere started calling them orca or if it's like a Vancouver thing where we have like the aquarium and are very like connected to the Georgia Strait and stuff like that. But definitely like killer whale seems like the old offensive term for them, even though they don't yeah. know we call I mean, them I know that. They so don't it's not care. Really offended by it, but no, but it just seems wrong. So orca whales will look for specific prey. That's what we're saying. Yeah. To kill. <laughs> to, well, I mean, and to eat. eat. Yeah. But they don't <laughs> kill people generally, like with rare exceptions, they don't kill. People, yeah. So. Yeah. 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 They've, in fact, they don't kill people like, for the most part. They don't kill people that that weren't involved in like capturing them and semi torturing them. Basically, well, it looks like no, none have been fatal. No attacks by killer whales have been fatal. Uh, I believe killer whales have drowned trainers intentionally, or at least like oh wow, or at least well, uh, there's I didn't prep much for maybe that. That doesn't qualify as an attack. So there's a no- documentary called Blackfish, uh, which mm-hmm. is about. Uh, the subtitle, Never Capture What You Can't Control. Um, oh, wow. But That's it's, a good caption. Yeah, it's a documentary about orcas and in particular Tilikum, which was an orca that 
they had in SeaWorld, which I believe was originally actually captured in BC. Um, ah, yes, yes. So the, the the issue here is that it, I, the thing I saw was that it's never happened in the wild. Yes, right. Because like the, and this is true for a lot of species where we, you'll have a perception of this type of animal as being dangerous. Like like uh, black bears are that way. It's like people think of a black bear as a dangerous thing, but almost all examples of conflict between black bears and humans are like humans enroaching on the black bears rather than the other way around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know, by the way, that in the Ainu tribe, killer whales were referred to as, or maybe are referred to as God of the sea. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That feels kind of right to me. I don't know. I'm biased yeah. towards orca. Orca, orca whales. Rad. So my, my, so going back to dol- their dolphininess. Yeah. The dolphininess. Dolph, dolphinitude. Dolphinity. Dolphinitude of the orcas. Dolphinity. No, it's the, dif- the dolphinity that they have. Um, they have teeth. And they also okay. echolocate. So if you if you see like oh. an orca whale's like head, they don't have an obvious like as huge round melon as like a bottlenose dolphin would have. Um, but they can actually do echolocate. So if you've been around orca whales or you've seen video of them, you hear them making their like little calls and clicks and stuff like that. Some of that's communication, but they also will use it to echolocate and find prey and each other using that. Um, so they're cool. actually the largest dolphin species. Apparently, orca comes from the belonging to the kingdom of the dead oh wow that's pretty yeah. epic so orcas yeah. are metal everything about this is awesome yeah like how they i think in order to form a metal band now you have to have at least one orca yes i mean i that that would just make it strictly better actually i bet you could probably mix in some good orca sounds into like a metal song certain kinds of metal bands it would work really well mm, especially like a kind of imagine like a paired back like sparse like slower beats yeah some doom or sludge metal <laughs> would be really good with uh with an orca with an orca in the mix we'll make that to exercise the reader just send us in send please us in some, mm-hmm. i would be very very happy if someone did that so to to close the circle the dolphin circle on the question of do, is it teeth that differentiate whales from dolphins not strictly because most whales have do not have teeth but then like however many tens of millions of years ago uh, a category split off which are called toothed whales which in call toothed whales tooth whales which includes dolphins and sperm whales oh wait so a dolphin is a kind of whale yeah it's like if you kind of go up the the hierarchy yeah the parent taxonomy of whales and dolphins uh, and tooth whales uh are are all like you can call them whales um okay so but if you say like hey there's a whale someone would say hey there's a dolphin you start to get into like it's a tomato a fruit or a vegetable it's like depends who if you're being pedantically annoying or not right okay fair enough but so just to just to clarify this just in case everyone is as confused as maybe i could have been (laughs) dolphins are a toothed whale which is one of the kinds of whales yes and sperm whales are uh well non tooth yeah dolphins whale. are two orcas are dolphins dolphins are tooth orcas whales. are dolphins dolphins are tooth whales and tooth whales are whales yes um and the sperm whale because like when i originally thought i was like i'm like whales don't have teeth except for the dolphins have teeth and i think of whales not having teeth but then you think of the most famous sperm whale moby dick right Right. And Moby Dick in like her thing, like Pinocchio, the giant whale going, and like you see like their big toothy teeth. Um, and that, so that's like, that's actually more, a t- sperm whale is actually closer related to a dolphin than to like the big baleen, like blue whales and stuff like that. But so are tooth whales a kind of whale or are tooth whales and non tooth whales both kinds of something else? Tooth whales and non tooth whales are kinds of whales, as you would expect. They are both kinds of whales, okay. They're kinds of whales, yeah. yeah. I've said whale so many times now that I think we're talking about the country. But you're also then getting into, like, just cetaceans, right? Like, Yeah, that's what I was wondering, is I, are are they not just all cetaceans? Yeah, yeah. I think that, like, okay. I think whale, like, cetacean is, like, Latin for whale. Oh, okay. So I believe once you get, like, all cetaceans are toothed whales or baleen whales, or beaked whales. But I guess um, beaked whales are a kind of toothed whale. That's a weird sound. Like, I always find interesting, like, the how many years ago things split off, where it's uh-huh. like, uh, the ex- ancestors of whales diverged from even-toed ungulates, which is like giraffes and camels and what? stuff. They diverged from <laughs> those 
45 million years ago. But then yeah. tooth whales only diverged from baleen whales 34 million years ago. So it's like okay. it took like 10 million years to go from like giraffe to baleen wheel <laughs> or like to giraffe to whale. And then yeah. 34 million years later, you've got like, oh, well, some of them have teeth and some don't. That's, I don't know. I, I want, can we like get a giraffe and a whale to be friends? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just don't feel like they would have a ton of common. Although I guess like the giraffe could wade down into the water, yeah, and still breathe. And they're could, both like... comically large in some way. That's true. Yeah, and hippopotamuses too. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's something here. At least a Disney movie. Oh wow. Okay, this is great. Technically, a whale mm-hmm. is an even-toed ungulate. Okay, an even toe. <laughs> that means they have the same number of. T- is zero an even number? That's a fun fact for another time. I think. I think by any sensible definition of even number, zero is an even number. Okay, I'm adding it to my list. I, that's just off the top of my head, but yeah, I'm gonna put. We'll, I feel we'll like that's it probably another, mathematically rigorous. An- another time. <laughs> uh, okay, whales. Yeah, whales, and more importantly, dolphins. That which are. Dolphins are great. Just so awesome. Majestic. Anytime I learn something about dolphins, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, they're the, like the, the smartest. They're, they're hunting where they will make a circle of mud just by like flapping their fin around some fish. And then all the fish will, instead of trying to swim through the mud because they don't understand what's going on, the fish will leap out of the circle of mud into the dolphin's mouth. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's awful, but also great. I don't know. I mean... I mean, you can root for, you can root for the prey. I could. Yeah. But when it's not cute, you're kind of inclined to root for you. Oh yeah. You're saying dolphins are cuter, therefore. Yeah. Therefore they should eat. Do you have that same, like, is that philosophy you extend to like two children fighting on a playground? Yeah. I mean, I would say like, if there's two kids, one one of them is like substantially cuter than the the other, then the cuter one can eat the less cute one (laughs) and it's morally okay. (laughs) I, maybe I shouldn't take your advice about sleeping arrangements. But if the anymore. other way around, then... <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like your moral compass might be pointing in a weird direction. <laughs> Survival of the cutest. How did, that's how babies got the way they were anyway. It's not like they were that's cute true. because it fought off predators. No, that's, that's true. It's because it, it we were like... predators into not wanting to eat them. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it tricked parents into not wanting to that would be a, abandon yeah, them in the by, forest. Yeah. That's what I meant by predators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets very dark. Yeah. Well, you know, right. they they but they've solved they've cracked it. Both That's your, true. Both, like the the both your baby and my baby. Damn cute. They cast a spell on us. They did. And yeah. uh we are ever enthralled. They got the resources they needed to throw the smallest whim that they might have. And we would let them eat less cute children, so <laughs> Alan Pike Speaking would let them eat less cute children. I did not say that in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> All right, I have a non-children eating or whale-related fun fact for you. Poor planning. Poor planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. I could go to a fact that's more related, but I you don't know what? think Honestly, I want to. The children eating thing, Joe, probably went at the best far enough, but realistically yeah. too far. I don't too think we far. need any additional facts in that arena for <laughs> the time being. <laughs> All right. Fun fact. If you don't like that the United States votes on a Tuesday in November... Mm-hmm. You can blame it on 18th and 19th century farmers. It's their fault. It's totally their fault. I mean, I feel like that's a kind of a theme of the show is blaming it on the 18th century. I mean, if we haven't given you enough reasons by now to blame things on 18th and 19th century farmers. Did they do daylight savings time too? Yeah. Oh, I don't think, I think that was more like 20th century farmers, but it was still farmers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's it's very easy with this story to get lost in an incredibly complex weed garden of weeds. So if you don't like, so the U.S. votes on a Tuesday. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, the U.S. votes on the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. Okay. The first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. Yeah. And if you don't like that. And if you don't like that, you go find an 18th or 19th century farmer and yell at them. So why what how did that come to be? What was yeah, the, how so was the so basically the the laws for when we vote were originally passed like a very very long time ago as would make sense in the late 1700s or I guess 1800s 1792 and the elections were chosen to be anywhere from mid November to mid December and each state got to choose in that time frame when they would do it. 
Okay. And the reason for that time of year was because it's not during the planting season. It's after harvest has finished, but it's before winter gets bad enough that it's impractical to travel on horseback. Sure. And you don't want, like in the, you know, New England, you know, you're going to get lower turnout of people trying to go through the wintery. Right. They're just, it's just not going to happen. But then every state is voting like at a different time. Yeah, so this is where it's really easy to get caught up in super minor details. So, like, I'll try to steer a little bit clear of that. But basically, there was a, a, the law specifically said that they could do it anytime in a 34 day window. Right. That ended on the second Wednesday in December. Okay. <laughs> like, this is all like, I, I read the actual, like, discussions that they had when they were doing this. And it's just like, we hereby declare. Yeah. Well, yeah. First of all, the language is amazing, but it's, it's just, really complicated so at any rate the that was fine for like a pretty long time maybe 50 years but then in the 1840s they invented something called the electric telegraph uh-oh and morse code and after that when they were discussing like whether to allow that to go you know to build out the infrastructure for that someone pointed out that they could have a problem where voting in some states would finish and everyone would know the results because it was now possible to quickly send those pieces of information before other states had voted, which would definitely potentially influence the voting. Right. And so you would then also get like a situation where maybe presidential candidates would put a disproportionate amount of attention to the state, let's say Iowa, for example, just as like a made up example um, (laughs) that would then unduly influence the results. (laughs) Okay, that's only for primaries, but yes, you are correct okay. that we do still have a modern variation of this. But at any rate, at that point, Congress decided to make one day for all the voting. Right. And they chose the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November, a side complicated fact that was partially because it was inside the 34-day window. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's everyone's situation was not that altered. But the question is, why Tuesday? I mean... Also, Tuesday after a Monday, like that seems to be like a bug fix release kind of situation here. Well, the reason it's after the first Monday is because November 1st is a holiday in a lot of Christian sects. Okay. And the end of the month was when people would do their monthly bookkeeping. Oh, well, you can't disrupt the bookkeepers. Right. You only lose the bookkeeping vote. And remember that, that America at the time, even more so than today, was a very, very Christian country. Sure. Yeah. You had the the right to freedom of religion as long as it was a variety of Christianity that was recognized. Yeah, and not by even it. all the varieties. Yeah. It's one of these varieties. You can <laughs> yeah, choose ask the your... Mormons how that worked. Yeah. Out. Mm-hmm. But so so basically, so why Tuesday? Basically because of church and trips to the market. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the mid eighteen hundreds, most people lived at least one day's travel from wherever their polling place was. Right. So any day that they picked for voting was going to need a day on either side for traveling. Okay. So that's why, and you wanted to avoid voting on Sunday because that was church day, right? So Saturday wouldn't work because then they wouldn't be back on Sunday. They'd be traveling. They couldn't go to church. Right. Sunday didn't work because it was church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Wednesday was the day that everyone typically went into town anyway for the market, either to buy or sell. And so if you're voting on Tuesday, then it would allow farmers to travel on Monday, vote on Tuesday, shop on Wednesday, head home on Thursday, and not miss church on Sunday. Right. So you've done all the important things. It's all there. It's all in a fun-packed week of praying and voting. Exactly. All you do is pray and vote. Of course, none of this explains why Election Day is not a holiday in the United States. (laughs) And my only answer for that, at least right now, is, I don't know, America? Yeah. Well, in Canada, Election Day isn't a holiday, but you're required to give people time off to vote if they work for So technically, you're required to do that here, too. But, you know... That's one of those situations where if you work in a job like in a gig industry job or a service industry job or a lot of kinds of jobs, that technicality can be hard to prove or enforce. And a lot of people, you know, it, it, it's not it, it can be very complicated for people to vote. Did you know? So you mentioned that November 1st was an important holiday to a lot of people. And I looked it up. Yeah. And apparently it's National Brush Day. Well, I mean, you can't vote on National Brush Day. I think we all know that. According to Wikipedia, dental decay is the most common chronic childhood disease oh, in America. I didn't even know it was that kind of brushing. And November 1st, <laughs> the day after Halloween, the American oh. Dental Association. So this is celebrates. a national American holiday that November 1st is brush day. Yeah. Yeah. The day after candy day. The day after candy day is brush day. 
I hmm. so I okay. can see why they wouldn't want the election to happen on brush day. I feel like brush day should be the nighttime of Halloween. Well, it definitely is that. Oh man, because if you wait until the next morning, I, haven't you already done quite? A I bit had to literally wait for her to finish chewing chocolate in order to start brushing the teeth on Halloween. Yeah, and but then it's like okay, well, it's like fully baked on, caked on. Yeah, yeah. It was there's a lot of brushing happening. Do you do do you do the like parent tax? With the parent, oh, <laughs> like, okay, well, you sort all of them, and then 10% goes to the state, like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Do you teach your child about the uh, realities of taxation well, and I think, without representation? <laughs> uh, yeah, she gets some representation. The uh, the system <laughs> we had works because yeah. she's three, and she doesn't understand, like, resource depletion. Like, that, oh. that, like, if there's a lot of something, and then she shares some of that, that that means eventually that will be a problem for her was that when she had lots of candy, she would just, we would have one and she would have one whenever she wanted one, then we would pick one too. Yeah. Kids like, I mean, I don't know. All the kids I know really like to share, but like for a seven year old, like, you can't do that. You're, that would mean you would eat half my candy. Yeah. You're taking half my candy. I collected all this candy. Right. But to her, it's only one. And look, she has so many. Exactly. Well, yeah. And you're not going to let her, you're going to let her eat all that candy anyway. Yeah, I mean it's there. It's yeah. It's, she doesn't eat a lot of candy, but uh, she doesn't eat a lot of like sugar, so it's as not that bad to every once wants. in a while. I mean, she'll have well, you, one every couple of days or something. You ever have those households that would pass out like toothbrushes or raisins? No, no, no. no, no. I've, I've had I've seen both of those in the real. Yeah, apparently, raisins are really bad for your teeth. They stick to your teeth like it's sugar. Uh, raisins were a weird choice, but toothbrushes is just mean. It's like. I mean, if you also have candy and a toothbrush, then whatever. Oh, now, see, that's good. If you're like, we're celebrating, you're celebrating Halloween here, and I'm also providing you for the supplies for tomorrow's very, very important national brush, brush. day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to see brush day become a, like, well-regarded holiday. Uh, I mean, we can start the campaign right here. Yeah. All right. So next November 1st, the fun factors out there, let's all come together and celebrate brush day. And brush those teeth after brush we tea. extract with a no recourse candy from a baby <laughs> yeah i just like the, the the life lesson of just you know instituting some sort of candy tax i am very excited for when she's enough older because she's only three so she doesn't really know the different kinds of candy and stuff very well um but when she's older and she can like trade candy oh sure or, or like yeah. prioritize like oh, these are the ones i really want but like you could have these ones or whatever right as a kid i loved doing that and like my brother and i would sort all their stuff and it's like okay well you don't like coffee crisp and i do like coffee crisp but you do like this so like okay i'll trade you three of this for one of those and oh yeah i want to see like an economy develop with exchange rates oh yeah there was totally exchange rates like tootsie rolls like oh yeah yeah no nothing no but i mean you give me enough tootsie rolls and i can then actually mom likes tootsie rolls so they have a non-zero value what it is is that sad time at the end where you're like eating the candy corn because you're like well i'm just i'm we gotta, I just need to eat it. more candy. Yeah, I yeah. can't stop. And you know, they're here. Mm-hmm. Or like Werther's or something, you know. Like whatever whatever your personal bottom of the barrel. To me, the bottom of the barrel, and this is not, I think, super common. To me, the bottom okay. of the barrel was the plain suckers that were just like one color flavored. Like just like green flavored. Okay, so to clarify, is a sucker what you're calling a lollipop? Uh, Okay, to me, a lollipop is a fancy sucker. A f- what makes it fancy like if it's a swirl okay so fun fact in canada (laughs) okay (laughs) did not know this continue (laughs) in canada a fancy sucker quote-unquote is a lollipop uh i don't know can people have questions do (laughs) do people not first of all do people not call it a sucker like is that a thing Uh, i think sucker is a word that gets used in the united states but it's way less common in my at least my experience than lollipop to me a lollipop is like what the munchkins have in wizard of the odds that's also a lollipop is this like a like a tooth whales are part of a different (laughs) (laughs) hierarchy of taxonomy of things that you lick and or suck on actually that's it to me a sucker can fit entirely in your mouth but if it's so big that you just lick it then it's a lollipop that's that's the definite rule that everyone in canada follows according to me right now wikidiff.com says that a sucker is a synonym of lollipop. Lollipop is a synonym of sucker. But then it also says, as nouns, the difference between lollipop and sucker is that lollipop is a confectionery consisting of a piece of candy or sweet attached to a stick, 
while sucker is a person or thing that sucks or sucker can be one who is easily fooled or gold. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You, thank you for that. You've clarified this greatly. Did you know wiki diff existed? And what is it? What is it? Oh, the difference in between. It's just the difference between two things. I, yeah. I present to you as a paste. Uh, now sending us your way is when you search for lollipop on google yeah. images you get what i think of as a lollipop which is yeah, a giant that you're rainbow swirl <laughs> okay what happens if i come up with sucker i see a bunch of douches like just just guys that you oh actually they're with all the jonas brothers what is happening oh there's a move there's a song called sucker <laughs> But so the first image that shows up for Sucker is the exact same swirly lollipop that you just told me about. No, for me, I type Sucker well, Candy, and the first duck, thing duck, is... I'm using Duck, Okay, duck, well, duck. on Google, the only search engine, the, the first thing if I type Sucker Candy is what I think of as a sucker, which is the thing that you can suck on, because you can't suck on a, what those giant swirl, giant swirl lollipops like the size of a kid's head that you can, couldn't even suck on. If, I mean, you guess you could suck on the edge of it. I, I just think it's any a hard problem. candy that you suck on is a lollipop slash sucker. Right. I'm d- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that there's a difference. Okay. Okay. Wait, hold on. What Let's do you what call a carbonated? Says. What do you call a carbonated beverage such as uh, Coca Cola or uh, like a root beer or something? What do you What do you call that? Well, it depends if I'm in Seattle or in California. Oh, okay. So you code switch. So if you're in California, what do you call it? If I'm in California, I call it a soda. And then when you're in Seattle, if you I'm call in it Seattle, pop. I call it a pop. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've been exposed to enough Americans and like over time that I've started to sometimes call it soda. It will just kind of like pop out. Well, but. no, but that's a completely regional thing. So you're saying you've been exposed to enough Californians. I think soda is like a pretty, I think there's a place. No, in so in the Midwest, it's soda pop and in the South, it's Coke. They actually say straight and up soda pop, like the whole phrase. Yeah. There's actually a map. Soda. Yeah, there's there's a lot of maps. Pop and Coke. Yeah. Coke is my favorite because it can be like and we might have even talked about this on this show before, but if you're like, what kind of what kind of Coke you want? Pepsi. <laughs> what kind of Coke it's do you want? It's just a funny uh ginger ale. Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's just a funny world to live in. Yeah. But do you have Canada Georgia. dry ginger ale down there? Or is that like Yeah. Okay. No, we do. All right. Do you just call that dry up in Canada? <laughs> they, we do. Yeah, it's just a can of dry. <laughs> But that's where the name came. A can of dry. Can I get a dry? The can of dry. Can dry. It's like a it mis- Yeah. Yeah. So a lollipop, according to Wikipedia, is a type of sugar candy usually consisting of hard candy mounted on a stick. Different informal terms are used in different places, including lolly, sucker, or sticky pop. Sticky pop. I never heard sticky pop. See, I would like my instincts is to say, well, that's what I'm going to call it now, a sticky pop. But then you read it. No, so, don't get yourself. Someone is going to write in and say, don't well, put yourself back in that this place. Is what, in 1953, yeah, it's not proven, but sticky pop is deeply <laughs> offensive. I'm going to send you a case of Tootsie Roll pops because I know how much you love Tootsie uh, Rolls. The Tootsie Roll. Uh, <laughs> they don't get me started on Tootsie Roll pops. <laughs> mixing mixing things that are chewy into things that are not chewy should be is it illegal. upsetting to you oh about, yeah is illegal? it not upsetting what about to having you? gum what about having gum in the middle it, gum in the middle of a sucker is horrifying it's so nice what okay. how no because yeah, you what? eat the whole lollipop but then you have something else you get a whole well, how do you eat the do? whole thing without getting some of the gum and then you have gum in your mouth and lollipop and what you're you, trying to oh chew my on god it? are you like the owl from the tootsie <laughs> roll pop commercials like can you not lick your <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible and you should feel bad yeah, how many licks does it take Alan to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll? I'm not, Apparently, I'm, not that No, I'm mailing them to you, so zero. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. All right. All right. Okay, on the topic of mm. on the topic of things that should be illegal. Oh, okay. Governments being up to no good, not making yeah. gum and suckers illegal. Illegal. Uh, I have a Canadian legal fact for you. Oh, I'm very excited. I actually find this kind of thing, like, no one talks about Canadian law because U.S. law is so complicated and interesting, and it has wide-ranging effects, not just because there's 10 times as many people in the States, but also that it'll often, like, especially things like copyrights and patents can actually have, like, international effects often. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. also so much of our film and TV comes from the States, and so often when you're watching, like, a a trial, uh, it's like, oh, he, he didn't 
uh, read my Miranda rights, so I'm off free or whatever. Like, you know, yeah, people. interrupted fun fact. People around the world have started to, thanks to Law & Order, ask for their Miranda rights in places that don't have Miranda <laughs> rights. Yeah, it turns out they do not have them. Because that Supreme Court case happened in America. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of Canadians actually are less familiar with Canadian law than they are with American law. And there's it's Fun. similar in a lot of ways, but apparently it causes a lot of problems and things anyway. Um, so I, I've been starting to kind of, you know, as a grown up occasionally, when I see something about Canadian law, I'll kind of be like, oh, and read about it a little bit more. But this one is particularly strange and unique to Canada. So I wanted to, to call it out. Fun fact. Canadian governments can exempt themselves from the Constitution. From the U.S. Constitution? From no, the Canadian. From the Canadian Constitution. So yeah, we were already exempt from the U.S. Constitution. Right. Clearly. No mm-hmm. one is exempt from the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> it's like the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> like, you have so, a right to bear arms, and you have a right to exactly, bear arms. Exactly. <laughs> now what? What are you doing? Uh, wait, well, you don't want that. What? Yeah, well, you... Yeah, no, we stop giving us these guns. The truck just it. rolls out. <laughs> it's just like they're dumping guns out into the street. <laughs> Okay, but you're saying that at any time, mm-hmm. on any issue, mm. any any part of the Canadian government, like, can the post office just be like, nah? I okay, mean, what, I need some details. So, okay, I'll give you some details. So, yeah. this what are is the deets. This is called the notwithstanding clause of the Canadian okay. Constitution. It's part of the Canadian Incredibly Constitution, um, and it says that a parliament, so not just like the Canadian Parliament, but any of the provinces, so like Saskatchewan, okay. We'll pretend that's a real place. Yeah. Well, like, let's just make up a province, say Saskatchewan, for example. Yeah. Like, a, yeah. we just pretend we don't want to refer to a real province. No, I don't want to get anyone in trouble, and I don't want to be told my pronunciation's wrong right. with a real place. Again, so I'm just so. going to make up a silly name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Parliament can choose to exempt a law that is drafting from parts of the Constitution just by saying in the law that it is exempt from those parts of the Constitution. And does that apply to any part? Could like, I mean, presumably there's something in the Constitution of Canada about like, I don't know, not being a dictator. Could like Justin Trudeau be like, we're passing a law that says I can be a dictator now in spite, notwithstanding, uh, which means in spite of yes. the Constitution. Yeah, good question. So it specifically applies um, to um, certain parts of the Charter of Rights. Um, so Okay, is that like our Bill of Rights? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. like that. Um, so... Specifically, it doesn't apply to democratic rights like the right to vote, be a dictator. You can't do that. That you can't yeah, revoke those. That's helpful. Or mobility rights. So you can't say like people from Saskatchewan are not allowed to leave Saskatchewan. We don't want them infecting the rest of Canada. You can't make a law even with. I just want to point out, Alan said that, not me. Well, so it doesn't matter because <laughs> Saskatchewan's <laughs> enough. <laughs> my grandma was actually born in saskatchewan i'll have you know in this oh place. i have a friend who's from yeah. saskatchewan so therefore <laughs> um or language rights because you can't pass anything in canada that infringes on language rights in any way because quebec okay so what of these rights can you ignore okay so the rights that can be overridden it specifically says which ones that that can be overridden so based on what sections they are so uh, you're allowed to override fundamental rights. That seems which, wrong. Seems, <laughs> that seems very maybe wrong. maybe if you're gonna pay like which which I'm just gonna pick one category I can't override the fundamental ones. The fundamental ones. <laughs> no, that's one of the ones you can. And so that's like freedom okay. of expression, freedom of religion, and freedom of association. Oh my god! Yeah. So like they could just at some point be like, nope, everybody's whatever now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's what is that spaghetti thing? Oh, flying spaghetti monsterism. Yeah, flying spaghetti monsterism. Yeah. Now. Um, yeah. Uh, and then legal rights, uh, which is uh, rights to liberty, like, freedom, search and seizure, yeah. cruel and unusual punishments. What the hell? <laughs> like, um, or the section right 15, not to be subject to cruel and unusual punishment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or the section fifteen equality rights, and so that's like civil rights, uh, property rights, equality. Like, uh, why does Canada want to preserve the ability for the government to make people not equal? That is a great question. And that traces back to the origin of the way the Constitution came about. So in the United States, it's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be part of uh, Britain anymore. They're maybe throw some tea in the ocean. Okay, we have a new country. And pretty quickly, they're like, all right, let's get this Bill of Rights thing put together. This seems like an important yeah. 
pardon thing to be doing. Whereas Canada was a lot more kind of eh, a little bit here, a little bit there. There's a bunch of UK common law. There wasn't a whole big like revolution going on. And we had an implied bill of rights or an implied uh, charter of rights, um, basically based on the way that the common law had co- come together. And then in 1960, there was like a less serious, like a kind of general high level uh charter of rights implemented but it didn't have a lot of restriction on the power of the legislature it it basically set what had previously had happened is said it's like these are the rights that people have by default but it didn't tie the hands of parliament and a general principle in a lot of westminster systems is that the government can't limit the future government if that makes sense so it's like i can't pass a law that says when that jerk Arik takes the power, yeah, like yeah. the in future thing, he can't ever do this. Could God make a burrito so hot right. he couldn't eat it? <laughs> right. right? Yeah. But like, I, I think that one thing that strikes me is that if you don't get these things sort of written in right at the beginning, then legislatures are in general not inclined to do anything that removes their ability to do things. their own power. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that is exactly what happened in 1982 when it's like, all right, all right, okay, we really need to just actually have a proper constitution, charter of rights and freedoms. We need to all the stuff totally actually set up. Um, but in order to do that, all the provinces, in theory, all, or at least like a certain majority of the provinces need to real agree. Ones, anyway. All the real ones that actually existed, unlike Saskatchewan. Right. Needed to agree. Um, I think they have a formula, which is like, I think it's like seven provinces and the, uh, 70% of the population or something like that um, to be able to like institute or amend it. Um, and so the the provinces had to, like all the parliaments in each province had to vote for this. And they were not inclined to vote for something that would take away their powers in any way basically. Yeah. And so one of the compromises after like huge convention and all this time of people arguing and debating about what exactly the constitution would be, one of the kind of last things that they put in was okay, like will can we get you all on side if we just add this notwithstanding clause, which basically says if you have a law that you want to pass and you are knowingly not just accidentally infringing on rights or as a matter of the course of business, but you're like, no, 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 we think we have an overriding need. And so an example that was apparently used to sell this at the time is we uh, may need to make a law that says uh, child pornography is not protected by freedom of expression. Okay. If the court were to say, no, 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 you can't make you you can't have this law because it's freedom of expression. This person wants to express this photograph that they've taken, and, and this is what they've done, and the court wants to strike it down, then the provinces or the federal government want to be able to retain the ability, uh, particularly the provinces, wanted the ability to retain and say, no, we overrule that. Uh, freedom of expression does not count in this case. Interesting that even in Canada, well, won't somebody think of the children as still the main way to mm-hmm. accomplish I mean, things? in practice, that never had to happen because no court ever ruled that. Another example was hate speech. Like in Canada, hate speech is not considered legal despite the existence of freedom of expression. And the idea was that if that ever got challenged, then they would be able to use the notwithstanding clause in order to say, okay, notwithstanding the fact that everyone has uh, the freedom, this freedom of expression, you still can't express this type of hate because it's too horrible or it has too much social negative consequences. So this thing ended up being the thing that allowed us to have a constitution. Um, And so now it's there and it's been there since 1982. So like 30 something years and it almost has, is very rarely been used, but it has occasionally actually been used, but it's one Mm. of those things like it's kind of interesting uh, politically and because anytime a government either threatens to or in practice does it it's very newsworthy it's like this right. government is saying we think You're, this you thing, don't matter yeah well they're saying we think this thing is more important than the constitution and we are we right. know that it violates the constitution and we're doing it anyway right and there's also a rule that when you do the notwithstanding clause you have to reenact the law every five years Oh, okay. It's like an auto-expiring law. So Sure, yeah. I like that part. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. It's not just like one of those like, um, like, oh, okay, well, we're just going to like quietly make this thing illegal that, you know, oh, everyone has to be flying spaghetti monster religion or or whatever. It's like we're going to – it's going to make a whole bunch of noise and we're going to do this thing temporarily and then – 
it will tend towards getting undone. Um, so some examples of times it was actually used, apparently Saskatchewan <laughs> um, <laughs> used it to allow the government to pay for students to attend a Catholic school, um, which mm. had been found to violate the charter because of the freedom of religion or whatever. But yes. they wanted to be able to fund for one whatever logistical reason to be able to fund certain students to be able to go to a Catholic school and then people were saying oh you shouldn't be able to use public funds for that and so they did that there's like nah we can totally do that yeah we can totally do that notwithstanding the constitution and that like wasn't apparently at the time apparently politically too offensive um so it got done uh, Quebec used it to restrict English language signage um and also used it to restrict the they actually said notwithstanding the freedom of religion they used it recently to restrict the wearing of religious symbols by public employees oh right that was very controversial very controversial pretty clearly directed at one particular yeah like uh you know i'm there was there was a bunch of kind of like oh well you know it's for all religious symbols but realistically it was an like an anti-muslim thing is the way it was most observers interpret it wait so did you say that they made it they made it so you can't put up English signs. You can't have English signage that is the same size or larger as the French signage. Good God, Quebec. <laughs> I mean, we get into the history of like, why is Quebec so ornery about language? It's like, well, it turns out yeah. if you try to extinct somebody's culture, then they're going to get defensive about that. Um, All right. Fair enough. So they're defensive about it now. And, you know, our our predecessors as English-speaking Canadians did a lot to create the problem that they now have. Um, but not digging into that and creating even more hate mail from Quebecers. Um, the <laughs> other time... I love Quebec, by the way. I just want to say... I do want to say that. I love Quebec. I have visited on multiple occasions and enjoyed it very much. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. yeah. And all the people have a good- that I was able to talk to in English were great. I actually had a couple French conversations. They were... <laughs> you, got a, you got a great province over there. <laughs> and, and it exists unlike saskatchewan and uh, yeah unlike saskatchewan it's real and alberta so. which is the texas of canada you will be shocked to and learn we yeah yep. no i knew mm-hmm. that already yeah it tried mm-hmm. and failed to use it in 2000 to ban same-sex marriage yeah fun fact everyone out there alberta is the south of canada mm-hmm. yeah even though it's at the same <laughs> the same latitude <laughs> as everything else it's the south of canada yeah they tried yeah. and apparently the reason that they got because they could say notwithstanding the equality that is required in the constitution we're going to ban same-sex marriage but then the federal court said yeah that's great you can say that but you don't actually have the authority to say anything about the definition of marriage because provinces don't define that in canada so shut up ah okay so you cannot notwithstand something that you don't have the right to do in the first yeah place. so like the bc government couldn't say notwithstanding you know some federal thing we now are declaring a war on texas yeah 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 okay that makes sense yeah uh, and this all came into the news and onto my radar again as a potential topic uh, because this month, uh, actually I think this week, New Brunswick, uh, also totally made up province, uh, New Brunswick is proposing a law requiring immunization of children mm. uh, in 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 all cases if there isn't a medical reason, like if they're immunocompromised or something and they can't have it. Um, New, Brunswick, New Brunswick is proposing a law that will require children to be immunized, even if they have claim of a religious uh, dispute, and partially because the, there's a theory or a, I think, a fairly accepted thing. There's, there's a disproportionate number of people who say that they can't be vaccinated for religious reasons because that's an accepted excuse, even though it's really just that they read too much conspiracy theories on the Internet. So California already did this like three years ago. Oh, OK. How'd that go? That, so I think so far. OK. Yeah. Basically, after after July 2016, no personal or religious exemptions were allowed for daycare, preschool, or K-12 schools. Right. So you could still do it if you weren't going to send your child to school. Mm-hmm. But That's if a you high wanted bar. your child to go to school, you, you yeah, you you have to vaccinate them. Yeah, and I as imagine as I know, that increased vaccination rates somewhat. I would hope so. Yeah, so New Brunswick is trying, but the, there's this like, oh, you can't infringe on our religion, part of the Constitution, which I think, I'm not sure actually, New Brunswick might be requiring it just as part of the medical system as opposed to saying a, a bar for you to get into school. Maybe that's um, why they, mm-hmm. it was, they believe it would end up violating the Constitution because if someone says their religion is that they can't be vaccinated, and I believe there are some religions that, as my understanding, that some religions that yeah don't allow any health care. Yes. Um, and they're basically saying, well, don't live in New Brunswick. And you can see why a constitutional scholar would be like, hmm, seems problematic. Or at least... <laughs> but so they can get, they can do that one. 
Well, they can. It is within. It's healthcare is within the jurisdiction of the province, so they can pass so a law notwithstanding. But they would have to renew it every five years. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, so Canadian law fact, and just a thing to watch out for when you are feeling smug about the stability of Canadian uh, democracy and uh, freedoms and all this kind of things. Like, there's I'm a... often feeling smug about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not as often as I feel smug about it. But yeah, any, anybody out there who's like, well, Canada's got it all figured out. It's like, oh, we got a few little weird little holes. Yeah, in there's some things to work out. There's some some uh, flies in the ointment, as they say. Yeah. 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 Do we have any follow-up? Hmm. 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 We got uh, informed that Japanese curry, which I was waxing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Waxing philosophical? That's not the right term. Poetic. Well, I was... I, I was Extolling the virtues of and the the history of Japanese curry. Apparently, it's a really good meal for new parents and kids, according to Chris Parker. That uh, it's uh, just uh, easy to make and uh, balanced meal. So everybody. Well, and as a new parent, mm-hmm. I will say thank you, Chris. Yeah, I'm gonna get right on that. Uh, my yeah. daughter at three. It's a always interesting challenge of convincing her to eat things. Um, but if you can, she in particular is totally against eating meat. Not because she understands what meat even is, but it just doesn't, the idea of it, or I don't know, something about meat doesn't appeal to her. Um, but then it's like, okay, you can only eat so much peanut butter for your like protein intake. So we're like, okay, well, what if we put like meat in a sauce or whatever? So curry could be a... So this is why I became a vegetarian when I was six, because I was like, meat is gross. Like you find it unappealing. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was not, I didn't have any beliefs about it. I'm not a vegetarian anymore, but I was for 20 years. But I didn't have any sort of philosophy behind it when I started. I just didn't like meat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my parents were nice about it. I'm kind of that, like, I, in the scheme of all people and how much I like meat, I'm, like, probably the bottom 10 or 20%. Um, wow. It's just like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. But most of the things that I eat that have meat in them, meat is, like, an accessory. Yeah. We're talking about our Impossible Burgers. We're talking about how we've never managed to eat an impossible burger yes. together. But I'm hopeful for June. Oh, yeah. June 2020. Yeah. Yeah. They, if not. They have not announced not. anything, but history no. would imply there may be some sort of Apple developer event. Yeah. We might be in the same. And Burger King may, after an entire year, have stocked. <laughs> or anywhere else. I feel like we should try to have a non-Burger King one. But one nice I do thing too, about actually. having a Burger King impossible burger is that it would allow you to kind of directly compare... Is it frame flame broiled? Frame broiled? I think it's frame broiled. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I assume it's, that's kind of that's kind of their shtick. Apparently, the all the you know how Dairy Queen had burgers. I don't know if they still do. And they, would, I do know. That. Yeah. Apparently, like they just straight up Burger King, straight up just like sold the frame broiling technology, like to Dairy Queen. Yeah, it was like Dairy Queen just licensed oh. like all the way to the point of like the the apparatus for for broiling word i don't know if it's real but it's great and, and the thing that i found like when i when i first heard that i was like oh i didn't realize it like oh ha, right burger king dairy queen i didn't realize they're the same company nope they're just a, it's just a royal union <laughs> just totally random for for broiling that's a crazy. broiling union yeah, yeah. it's a bro- <laughs> broiling union. <laughs> yeah i really enjoyed your ar glasses piece oh thank you i was curious about yeah. that one because i wrote it and sometimes i write uh, a blog post and I get a whole bunch of feedback and a whole bunch of people sharing it and stuff. And other times I write it and then nobody says anything. And I'm always curious. It's like, is that cause everyone is like, man, this was total crap. Like, why did you write this? Or is it cause everyone's like, Hmm? Yeah, I agree. That was good. And then they just, they have nothing to add. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you made a, you, I thought you made a really compelling case and kind of put it in terms that I hadn't necessarily thought about it. I still think that the form factor even as someone who wears glasses all the time, I think that getting everyone to do that is probably going to be tricky. But well, that's, I mean, again, that's the same. So for inside the box and not outside the box. So whatever. for context, this article titled "The Coming Supremacy of AR," and what I was trying to do is basically kind of think aloud. Think in writing was the equivalent of work through thinking, thinking words, thinking yeah, typing. work through some of the arguments where people have been hearing about, okay, Apple's making these AR glasses. What a lot of people's reaction is, I would never want AR glasses. Whether or not they wear glasses or not right now, they're like, I don't want to have 
my phone screen in front of my face all the time. Right. And that's a that was my initial reaction too. My initial reaction like came from the Google Glass thing of like right. Google Glass, like you can film everything, yeah, be you creepy, just seem like a jerk. and then notifications appear in your face. And like I didn't even want yeah. the notifications on the Apple Watch that much in terms of like just distracting you and popping up and right. like oh you got eighteen likes on Facebook and it's like why no stop I don't need that <laughs> in my face all the time. Um, and so I think that's a lot of people's instinct when they hear AR and like the first generation will probably be that. Um, but the more I think about AR over the last like two or three years, the idea of having glasses that can actually lay information on top of what you're seeing and eventually one day do that in like a seamless way. I th- I'm pretty convinced that not only do I want it, but if it is implemented well, then it'll be an extremely useful thing that most people will want and potentially more than a smartphone. So which is something that I think a lot of people don't find intuitive like you're in in the same way that most people didn't think they wanted a smartphone like i didn't want a smartphone i was like oh i don't want a phone where you don't have buttons to dial that would be so then you're going to make mistakes (laughs) it seemed like a bad idea to me (laughs) by the way do you know that you ended up on hacker news with one comment oh no i didn't i didn't (laughs) i haven't looked at hacker news in a very long time but i just was googling your title i'm I'm disappointed to hear that i got a comment well, do you want to know what it is? I, I, tell me how stupid I am, Hacker News. I remember reading almost this exact argument about VRML back in the 90s. VRML. <laughs> wow. You got that, that Vermal. Wow. Oh, I got three yeah. points on Hacker News, though. Compared to Vermal. Oh, man. I remember reading almost the exact same argument about VRML. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal. Oh, what a yeah. burn. Okay. Well, um, yeah. you know. Th- burn. Sick burn. The thing, the thing that I think is the Do most... you need a Band-Aid? That's yeah. I, that's sure. what, I mean, I need a fire extinguisher for that one. I feel like <laughs> the thing, I mean, regardless of whether how long this argument has been made for or how long it'll take to eventually implement, I th- feel right. like if you look out into the eventual usefulness of, of AR, the ability in terms of like notifications and interruptions is in theory, for it to be less annoying. And that's kind of the thing I thought that was most interesting that I was trying to get across in the article is that, you know, right now you can have, you're like, oh, set a timer to notify me when it's time to take out the recycling. But instead of that, you could say, well, you know, when it's time to take out the recycling and I happen to look in the direction of the recycling bin or be near it, then just like highlight it, make it glow. Yeah, I thought that that was was what I liked about your article was that most of the AR stuff is ignoring the AR part of it, which is the whole point of this is augmented reality, which is to add something to what you have. If it's just another way to see notifications, then I have plenty of good ways to turn that off now. Yeah, or if it's just like, oh, you can make a battle appear on your kitchen table. And it's like, well, why just play a game on the screen? Like, that's not better. Nobody wants to do that. Right. But it, and and the one one that people, as you point out in the article, the one one people do understand is the directions when driving. Which is likely to be a sort of a tractor app kind of situation. But the idea of like, oh, yeah, what if you remind me that I said I didn't want to eat sugar by, you know, putting a thing over cake when I look at it? Or you, if, what if you help me remember to take the trash out? Or what if you remind me it's my, you know, what if you highlight a bear, you know, yeah. for danger reasons? Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Give me something that I don't have. Like, oh, there's no lights out here and it's dark. Like, let me see in the dark. Like augment reality yeah so, if you think yeah. of what um like jordy laforge in in star yeah, trek yeah basically but without looking like jordy laforge i kind of do want to wear them like that but that yeah i think my guess good is summation <laughs> of the difference between you and me i want the full wraparound yeah you never go full wraparound <laughs> <laughs> 